The time's 2.08 and you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. And it is indeed time to join Cruz McCallaghan for her weekly audio column. And today she's playing around with Lego. Good afternoon to you, Cruz. Hello, good afternoon, Sadia. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And I, I don't even need to ask you, actually, as to why you were inspired <laughs> to go for Lego. Because if you've got three kids in the house, then Lego is somewhere to be seen without a doubt. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> true. And it's funny because I think back on it and I don't really have... I mean, I had obviously many, many lovely things as a child and lots of cool things to play with. But I didn't have a lot of Lego growing up myself. Mm. But it's interesting because my husband is one in three boys. And I think it's one of those things where obviously Lego is not a gendered toy. Girls and boys can play with Lego. Mm -hmm. It's like we all know that. But of course, for little boys, you know, 30 years ago, if you you were giving them Lego, right? That's what you were doing. Mm. And um, it's funny because his parents, quite with quite a lot of forward planning, really, kept all of their Lego in these massive big plastic yes. buckets of Lego. Yes. And we've just gotten to the age with my kids where I trust them not to choke to death on a piece of Lego. Uh-huh. So <laughs> we've wheeled them out, given them a really good That's wash. Lovely. And um, and they've been just having the time of their lives. And, of course, it's so tempting. If you sit down on a floor with a whole load of Lego, even as an adult, I think yes. at any age, yes. you're going to fiddle and play with the Lego and build something, aren't you? You just yeah. are. It's just you can't not, you know. Um, so I've been having a really great time because it's actually a delight for me to have, like, a house full of Lego now because I just want to be like, hey, guys, why don't we why don't we do some – we could do some Lego. Does anyone else want to do some Lego with mum? <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, but yes, yeah, so um, that's what we've been that's what we've been kind of working on at the moment. But I mean, have you did your kids have Lego growing up? Yes, they did. And they thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, yeah, it was Lego and Play-Doh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Two those things. are good ones. Those are both yeah. good for fine motor. Because I used to make those. Um, but, but Lego, the only thing was that, you know, as you say, these big plastic boxes to, to keep them because otherwise you have Lego bits coming out of every nook and cranny in your house, you know. Absolutely. And one of the most beautiful modern inventions I've seen recently is Lego slippers. For, for grown-ups to wear. So you wear these shoes throughout your own home so that you don't end up, um, <laughs> <coughs> you don't end up stepping on your kids' Lego pieces. Okay. Okay. But yes. So I want to ask you to just give mm. a basis of like understanding about your own understanding about Lego, Sadia. Where um, where do you think Lego comes from in the world? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe somewhere in Europe, perhaps. Um, but I don't have a foggiest idea. I just remember playing with it, and it fr- and and really, it seems to have been around forever. <laughs> I just yeah. I can't imagine a world without Lego somehow. Did you have Lego as a child? Yes, yes, I do recall playing with Lego. Um, you know, it's going back a bit, but it was, I'm sure it was there, unless there was something else like it in building blocks. But I do remember playing with Lego. Um, perhaps, you know, at that time it was kind of very small, you know, one basic pieces of it and stuff. There wasn't anything like it is today in that you can build anything, can't you? Yeah, I think it is kind of like you, you don't, you're not limited by anything. But what I've also thought it was quite fascinating with Lego recently is that it's become, it's become a therapy tool as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that now places offer Lego therapy because it is so good for like kids' fine motor skills and mm-hmm. it does engage so much in our kind of 
developmental brains to how we can kind of interpret the world, imagine things, create something. It's like it's quite a powerful, a powerful tool. And as you said, it's like it's enduring. And it's not just enduring because it lasts a long time. As I said, my children are currently playing with Lego that my husband played with a long, long time ago. Right. Mm. Um, But it's still that feeling of like something that the, the concept of Lego can really endure. So to answer the question, it's Danish. Lego is from Denmark. Yeah, I thought that. Well, there you um, go. You know, where great things come from, like modern furniture and beer and pastries. Mm. But um, also these tiny, colorful bricks. And they're still incredibly popular. Um, you know, there's an 85-year-old company behind them that is probably one of the most iconic toy manufacturers, right? Like, we know what Lego are. You know, we call those little bricks. Even if you made them without the Lego brand, we'd call them Lego. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but the, the story actually starts really, really far back. It starts in a Danish woodworking shop in the days before electricity. They go back quite far. So there's this village, a really obscure village in Denmark, and there was a man, a simple carpenter, just a simple carpenter, called Ole Kirk Christiansen, which is a very Danish name. And um, he loved, like, whittling and playing with wood, so he turned it into a business. He became a carpenter, and in 1916, he opened his own shop. Now, at first, his shop produced furniture like ladders, stools, and ironing boards. But in 1924, just as he was looking to expand his business, his son accidentally set a pile of wood chips in the shop on fire, and the flames destroyed the entire building oh. and his family home. Right? Mm. So this is this is pretty bad. <laughs> like, it's a pretty bad thing to happen. Um, but the guy, Christensen, was... Um, really optimistic and he saw the fire as an excuse to just build a larger workshop okay and then great but then we fast forward and in 1929 the american stock market crash plunged the world into the depression his wife died a few years later um he really like he had to let his staff go i mean this poor guy right um but his tragedies laid the foundations for this incredible comeback story because he was, so since times were so hard for the guy, he made a decision to use his wood to create inexpensive goods that might actually sell. Like maybe people weren't buying a well-made ladder mm. or, mm. you know, um, a stool or an mm. ironing board. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so he made this decision to make cheap toys. And the decision actually didn't pay off at first. Um, he went into bankruptcy, um, but he never, he never refused to stop um, making toys. Um, so his love of toys pushed the company ahead, and he renamed the company to reflect its new direction. He named it Leg Got, or Play Well in Danish, which became Lego. Leg Got, mm-hmm. um, which is beautiful. So he actually was a really brilliant toy maker, and his prototypes for ingenious models of cars and animals, and um, had this really amazing national fan base. And his um, his bestseller was a wooden duck whose beak opens and closes when pulled, right? Which we can, I remember those toys. Yeah, they still exist, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, which is obviously a very coveted collectible now. Now, in 1942, obviously Germany occupied Denmark, which, and, and you know, there was another fire. So again, he hasn't been having a very happy God, life. But of course, tragic. when World War II ended, many traditional manufacturing products were used, uh, used to produce consumer goods simply weren't available. And as a result, many manufacturers looked to advances in plastics, to create cheap alternatives. And among them was plastic injection molding. So that's where melted plastic is forced into the cavity of a precise mold, right? Now, 
Um, the thing is that there was a material shortage in Denmark. So the Danish government said you can't really use this until 1940. And they couldn't use it for commercial use until 1947. But despite there was being a plastic molding injection machine ban, Christensen bought Denmark's first plastic injection molding machine in 1946 and began to experiment with it. And then he was finally allowed to use it for goods he could sell. And by 1949, the company was creating a plastic product called the Automatic Binding Brick. Right? So that's what it was. That's what Lego was originally called, the Automatic Binding Brick. But Lego was, remember, the name of the company he had. Mm-hmm. So it's quite incredible. Like, the, the toy looked a lot like the mega, the modern Lego brick. Um, but, yeah, it was quite a fascinating... What a story, a fascinating my goodness. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And then him and his son made improvements um, on the design and began... And there was another company that was kind of in, um, doing this self-locking bricks, a British company called Kitty Craft, uh-huh. um, but then they and Lego said that Kiddiecraft were okay to use their design because it was, you know, they were all feeling quite nice and they were allied forces and stuff <laughs> after the war. But in 1981, they formally bought the rights back from Kiddiecraft um, and then they improved on that design and began selling uh, plastic, plastic, plastic bricks that we kind of know of today, to be honest, this principle of play. Mm. So it's kind of quite remarkable. And that obviously endured um, until today, this kind of incredible story about how you know how fascinating it is that legos become a part of nearly you know so many households and so many cultures around the world using lego um so then it's it's i really like there's lots of other things that we think about with lego that of course once upon a time and i always think about this with there's a salvation army shop like thrift shop quite near to my home Mm. and the window of the shop is just people have obviously donated old toys or lego that their kids don't play with anymore and they just have these bags of miscellaneous bits mm, of lego just mm, huge bags of it mm-hmm. you can just buy a bag of the lego like it's not it's not branded it's not like harry potter special limited edition lego <laughs> it's like it's just lego it's just bits of lego and they just sell like hotcakes because you know the reality is it's like it doesn't really matter what it says it is meant to look like or what it's meant to make lego is so fascinating and so interesting regardless of how you use it Mm. Um, which is interesting when we also think about things like the um, introduction of like the Lego minifigure, the little people that they um, that Lego has, right? Um, they were introduced in 1975. I feel like that's actually quite early for them to have been introduced. Um, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have imagined. I would have thought that they would have just been blocks for a lot longer than they have yeah. been. Yeah, it's um, quite a long time. Was, that, that was quite yeah. early on, wasn't it? That's what I think, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they, um, the company wanted builders to project their imaginations onto these little faceless figures. Um, so they didn't always have faces. They were just little little yeah. figure, um, faceless little figurines. Um, and the reason they used yellow... Um, at the time was because it was believed to be a racially neutral color although today they do obviously come in lots and lots and lots of other colors but that was the reason they chose sort of yellow so it wasn't kind of like it again it was that universality inclusion diversity story as well which is super interesting um and what's also amazing is that the system hasn't changed that much so if you found a lego piece from the 1950s it would probably it would connect with a, a lego piece from 2020 you know lego bricks are part of a universal system meaning no matter when they are made the pieces should always be compatible which is a quite a remarkable feat in itself in a world where we are constantly having to buy new stuff because mm. none of our stuff is compatible yeah, anymore compatible, yeah. 
you know, like if it's batteries or computers or TV parts or whatever, we're constantly being told to upgrade because it's not compatible. And then here's this little brick that actually they've made a vow that it's going to be compatible. You know what I mean? So that's kind of amazing, too. Um, of course, it's quite incredible all the different things that people have made with Lego. I, I won't go, even get into the kind of incredible things that people do, but there's so many Lego bricks um, in the world today. Okay. There are around 400 billion, wow. which is a mind-blowing <laughs> amount of Lego. If you were to stack all of the Lego in the world together, <laughs> the tower would be... 3,839,999 kilometers, like, tall. I, d- I don't even know how far that would go, like, you know. It would be <laughs> 10 times farther than the distance to the moon, Oh, Sadia. my goodness. <laughs> oh, my farther, goodness. Uh, which is absolutely amazing. Of Lego but Brits. also... They're very, very strong, actually. They're very sturdy. Um, the sm- like, and I'm, I'm obviously talking about the generic brick, Lego brick, mm, right? Like, of course, mm. it's going to have little accessory parts of which aren't. But um, one Lego can take up to 953 pounds or 4,214 newtons of force. So it's probably why it hurt when you step oh. on them, because there's no give. You yeah. know, like there's and, no and give I suppose the Lego. they'll never disappear, will disappear, but no. the Lego bricks will still be there, yeah. won't they? I, I got a yeah. message just now from one of the listeners, Bright, and he's just said that Better Builder was the British one. Supposedly, there was also a British oh. version of the Lego type thing, and it was called Better Builder. Just uh, oh, that's fascinating. just a, a message from somebody right now from Builder, oh, that's good. from Bright. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. So, but yeah, but because as you said, they'll probably they'll never decompose, yeah. right? They'll probably outlast all of us. Huge amount of plastic um, there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a huge amount of plastic, which is why it's important to have this kind of reusability story and sustainability story to them too. Mm. Um, and oh, one point I do want to bring up is that. Lego is also the singular and the plural. You don't say Legos. Legos. It's Lego. Yeah. You don't say pick up your Legos. It's <laughs> yeah. pick up your Lego. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> I found that came up so many times when I was looking this up. It's like, <laughs> wow, it must be something they really want to drive home. That this is really a, it really is not to be pluralized in that way. It doesn't sound but, um, right either, actually. When you say no, pick Legos. up your Legos. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, no. does it? Right. Um, but as I was saying, like, it's really interesting in, like, in terms of like how Lego has these incredible different uses um, and that Lego-based therapy is a social development program mm, mm. that can support like a wide range of different skills. It can be children's um, fine motor skills, but they also use it for social skills within a group setting. Um, it was developed in the 1990s, Lego-based therapy, by a U.S. pediatrician and neuropsychologist who was inspired by watching two of his patients who had autism spectrum disorder play with Lego in his waiting room and displaying previous non-demonstrated positive social interactions. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, it's great. you know, like it was quite a beautiful idea, really. And the thing is with Lego, it's like it, you can, it promotes social interaction, turn-taking, sharing, collaborative problem-solving, the learning of concepts. You know, it can, it's, it's quite incredible that it's, and it's, it's, it's used for like a lot of different things now, Lego. And part of what I really love about it is this idea that they say like it's not, it's becoming more, um, once upon a time, like kids, especially girls, like, you know, STEM toys, you know, like science, technology, mm-hmm. engineering, mathematics, just weren't geared towards girls, little girls, right? That like you didn't often see that at the same time. But Lego at the same time, even over the last couple of decades, has still had 
um, an interest it, from both sides, yeah, an interest from both sides, yeah. and um, it's incredible. Like the potential of just that kind of collection of a handful of these blocks is still mm. mammoth. Mm. There was a mathematician called Soren Ehlers who devised a computer program to determine the number of possible structures you could make using just six standard four by two Lego oh bricks. Oh my goodness. And okay. <laughs> so just six of these four by two Lego bricks. Yeah. And he found there was an astounding 915,103,765 different possible structures. You know, like the potential is so limitless. And on average, they think children around the world spend five, well, not each individually, obviously, mm. but the collective hours children spent playing with Lego is about five billion hours a year. Which is so much better than having them in front of a, a you know, a, yep. a, a PC or whatever. Yeah, if we know. heard that about screen time, which yeah, we probably haven't I'm... on purpose just because it would depress us all, but it's yeah, probably also true. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but the reality is that it's, it's, that's five billion hours a year playing with Lego. And and then it's sad because I guess at some point we all stop, right? But as I said, I think Lego is one of those things. I also say this about crayons. If you have crayons on a piece of paper, I always want to play with crayons. I want to draw pictures with crayons. It's one of those things that there's a part of ourselves that we can't deny, that we just want to be, you know, you just want to get involved. You just want to do something with it. Mm. Um, so it's quite interesting. Um, and of course, like, uh, I didn't realize this, but a few years ago, probably I think it was around 2000, Lego was in trouble of... Um, in terms of um, becoming like lo losing profits as a company and not being in a very good financial standing. And so what then happened was, um, you know, a lot of people kind of banded together and bailed it out. And they also had more. So now you have those kind of novelty Lego sets where you have things that are related to movies and figurines and special collector's items and things like that. Um, I read something about the, um, the Millennium Falcon, um, mm -hmm. the Star Wars um, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Built with Lego. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there was a Lego um, Ultimate Collector Series Millennium wow. Falcon from Star Wars set that contained more than 7,541 pieces and cost about 800 US bucks. Um, so it would take you a very, very long time to build it. But many people did because many people are enthusiastic about playing with Lego. Mm. Um, so it's quite amazing. Um, when we talk about like how the strength of those Lego pieces again, you think about like, well, why aren't we building more out of these tiny Lego bricks? It's like, A, because it would take ages. Um, but also someone has actually gone and done this. So using three million bricks, the BBC documented the building of a mostly functional home for um, the, the show James May's Toy Stories. I seem to remember something about that. Yeah. 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 So this was, um, this was a house. The house used more than, like, you used about three million bricks yeah. and included a working toilet, hot shower, and a very uncomfortable bed, <laughs> <laughs> which I can imagine would That's be very so uncomfortable. Um, but it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Um, there was an ambitious team of builders who decided to build a 112 foot tower out of Lego bricks. Um, they took a whole summer and it, um, it made, it landed them in the Guinness Book of World Records, which I guess is just one of those things you just do something for long enough, you probably will. So that's pretty good too. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I have some really nice quotes about Lego. Mm -hmm. There was one that went around <clears throat> and people thought it was a fake because it was a, a note included with a Lego set. People thought it was a fake. 
but it's since been verified that it came out of a Lego box in 1974, so it was included in set in 1974. And it says, to parents, the urge to create is equally strong in all children, boys and girls. It's imagination that counts, not skill. You build whatever comes into your head the way you want it, a bed or a truck, a doll's house or a spaceship. A lot of boys like doll's houses. They're more human than spaceships. A lot of girls prefer spaceships. They're more exciting than doll's houses. The most important thing is to put the right material in their hands and let them create whatever appeals to them. Oh, that's so Which nice. Which I thought was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And it, people are like, oh, that's fake. That's just someone. But it wasn't. It's been since been verified by the Lego company yeah. that it was included in their set from 1974. And it's just, it's just as true today. Yeah. Um, there's also a beautiful quote from Jorgen Vig Knotstrup, mm-hmm. who said, um, <clears throat> many creative people are finding that creativity doesn't grow in abundance. It grows from scarcity. The more Lego bricks you have doesn't mean you're going to be more creative. You can be very creative with a few Lego bricks. Yeah, I'm still baffled by the fact that you said you give somebody six and you can do all sorts of things yep. with them. Yep. I'm just 915 gonna... million different imagine? populations. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Fantastic quotes. Great stuff. Oh, my goodness. Lego's just, a whole yep. new world has just opened up to me again. <laughs> Thank you very much, Cruz. Um, so are you going to are you gonna get to the Lego then with your kids now? Oh, yes, for sure. I love it. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Thank you ever so much. I look forward to next week as well. And I shall have to say, I haven't got any Lego bricks in my house at the moment anyway. So that's all gone. That's done and dusted. All right. <laughs> See you next week. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Time's 2.30.